Praise God. Praise God. Uh, Brother Jerry is going to come and say something on behalf of the person. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. What an honor it is to stand here today. Talk about this man and the man that he has raised. Now, I told Bishop this before. I said, man, I, I, I so trust this guy with, I'll give him everything that I own. My bank account, my keys, my, my car. I give it to every, give him everything. So how much I appreciate him. We have such an awesome bishop and pastor to sit under. There's nobody else in this planet that I'd rather sit under. And I've been from the East Coast to the West Coast, and I, and I say this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. There's nobody else on this planet, man-like, that I'd rather be like than this man. And that man. They're genuine. They, they're loving. They're caring. You know, when I first started coming back to this church, you know, folks, I, I it, it really is a privilege to stand here to, before you because at one point I didn't feel myself good enough or able to even be accepted to come, but yet this man loved me. And he always prayed for me. He was always thinking about me. This man baptized me when I was nine years old. And what I've received as a young boy has kept with me, even when I was backslid, has kept with me my entire life. The things that I've gained and and the things that I've learned just sitting under you, Bishop, it means the world to me. I'll say what Davis, I heard Davis Smith say this. And I always say, I, I, I will fight hell with a water pistol for you. I would. And that goes for Pastor Chad. You know, through everything, through anything, it doesn't matter what comes. I'm going to stand behind you 100%, 130%, 150%, whatever it takes. I'm not going to go, I'm going to hold them up, I'm going to lift them up in prayer because they mean the world to me and they should mean the world to this church. Amen. So Bishop, Pastor Curry, Sister Curry, Melissa, if you could come up. How many love your bishop and pastor and pastor's wives? Let's give them a great hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Let's give them another hand clap. Thank you. Thank you all. Um, I just want to say it, it's it's funny. It's this makes us all uncomfortable <laughs> because uh, it's we we would much rather be like we we like to help things keep keep things going. We like to keep things moving, and uh, we don't do this for recognition. We do this because we love it and because we're called to do it. And uh, thank you. 
I just want to add one thing here. There are times the bishop and a pastor are going to preach the word of God. It's going to come right up to our alley. It's going to touch us. But if we will just obey the voice of God, because God speaks through these men. It may not what you want to hear, but I can tell you for myself, for 18 years, I've heard the word, and some of the things that comes here, it's against what I really wanted to do. But you know what? He's my bishop. They are the leader. God put them in our lives. So if you obey whatever they said, the blessings are there for you to receive. So continue to do that and see what God does in your life. Praise God. Brother Thompson, I'm, I'm with Chad. We really don't, we really get uncomfortable when the, the glory and the honor and all of that starts coming our way. I just feel like we get enough glory when we lay hands on somebody and they receive the baptism of the Spirit or put them under the water in the name of Jesus or just, or just see the change take place in people's lives as they've received the word of the Lord. That's recognition and honor enough for us. However, it's probably good for us to find somebody, you know, to honor and bless. I, I, I guess probably one of the toughest things for humanity uh, is to believe that God speaks to them through another human being. Because we know what the human flesh is and how it works and uh, how unlike God it really is. And that's why that some people feel like, I mean, they lose all confidence in preachers if they make one bobble or one mistake. Uh, but Paul himself said that evil's always there present with me. Those things I want to do, I don't do, and those things I don't want to do, I do. To me, it was an admission of his flesh, and he was just not the perfect man. However, we know how God used the Apostle Paul. So that's a struggle for some of us. So if you're looking for the perfect preacher, you just need to go somewhere else because we don't have it here either. Uh, if you're looking with a, you can put up your magnifying glass. You don't need that to see our imperfections. But we do have a dream and a burden and a calling and a mandate from God, amen, to have revival in this area, in this location. Open our doors to everybody and anybody, amen, that's hungry for God, hungry for his truth. And so I found myself, I found myself while that video was going and, Brother Jerry was speaking and Brother Thompson was speaking. I'm like, oh, my goodness. If I could just live up to that type of introduction, then I'd be doing If I could just get close to that, I, would, I feel like we'd be doing very, very well. And so I need your prayers. Amen. And uh, we don't take that lightly. Uh, in fact, it makes me want to do better. I've got to do better by the people Amen. I gotta, I gotta be a better person. Hallelujah. And brother, Pastor Chad talked in the Sunday school today about, about perfection, about pressing on, and about doing better than what we've been doing. And so, so we've got, we've got work to do. Hallelujah. Things to do. I, after all of that, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know how this is going to turn out. However, I will tell you, it's just a simple point or two here. Nothing deep. 
nothing you'd have to go to the Greek or the Hebrew over. You won't even have to have your dictionary. I'll just give the definition or two for you and help you out. But that is our purpose. Wow, what a spirit of worship and praise in this house today. It's just free-flowing here. That's something to give God thanks for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and of course, our brand-new member of church back here, brand-new. Hallelujah. Jerry and Shannon got a brand-new boy. We announced it the other night, but he's actually here. No, nobody but Pentecostals do that. Have the baby like three days, a couple days, you got him in church. And uh, so, you know, but it's going to be all right. We're just so thrilled for y'all, happy for y'all. Amen. And Shannon's mom's here with us. Just happy to have her here. Second time she's been here with us. And and, uh, I'm real careful to not call her grandma. I did back over there, but I'll just... I'll just not get it. <laughs> she looks too young to be called that, so we'll just spare that. Hallelujah. Just congratulations to y'all and all the rest of you. If you're a guest here, a uh, visitor, amen. Just great seeing you. Second Peter, the first chapter, a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, things happening around the church, things coming up. Uh, Lance Stockman, he announced this in, in November uh, the 18th coming. Just excellent speaker, preacher just flows in the spirit, of course, and everybody knows David Smith, amen, just a man of God, uh, what's that, no, everybody don't know, do they know enough about him by us talking about him, uh, he's been here, he's part of this church, he's seen us at our very worst and our very best, he knows us as well as we know him, uh, you know, just a great guy, he'll tag right in, preach faith to you, and you will, you don't want to miss that. And uh, if you have never, because uh, we've never had problems praying people through to the Holy Ghost, never, in this church. It's just kind of flow here. We don't have chronic seekers. There's actually people who teach that you tarry. We preach against that, okay? There's no, no place that you tarry except before it ever came the first time. After the first time it came, it just fell on them while Peter was preaching. Amen. It just, when they, Paul laid his hands on those people who were baptized under John's baptism 20-something years later, amen, uh, the Holy Ghost came on them. They spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave. So, so if people hang in the altar too much, we ask them kindly to leave. It, it, so it, it, it will kill, it will destroy faith quicker than anything else to have chronic seekers hanging around begging for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a gift. David Smith knows that. Amen. And he will preach faith to you if you've never been able, you're not really satisfied with the tongue that you've speak that you've spoken. Well, hey, you will receive that beautiful experience. Amen. And uh, you don't want to miss that. Second Peter, the first chapter, verses five through six. Amen. If you don't have your Bible, just look up on the screen. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Now just that part right there, and I've got more scriptures to give, just that part right there just really rankles with some people, Christians, all right? Like you don't need to add any, that's a message, there's people who preach that. You got faith, you don't need anything else, all right? Amen. But I'm just going to stick with the scripture, and it does continue. Add to your faith virtue and the virtue knowledge, verse 6, and the knowledge temperance and the temperance patience and the patience godliness. 
Hallelujah. Oh, I'm supposed to add to my faith. I'm just going to stick with the Bible if it's okay with you, all right? We're on solid ground when we stick with the Scripture because it is forever settled. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but one jot or one tittle. If you want to get in, it was written in the Greek, and and, and I, I certainly don't know that. I look up words in the Greek, and they have some kind of little things when you're looking it up. I don't know what they mean in there. So a jot or a tittle is some of that stuff. I don't even know what you call them. <laughs> None of that change. Nothing changes. Amen. It is going to stay the same. I, I thought one only has to believe that Jesus died, rose again from the grave, and then I'm eternally saved. I thought that's the way it was. Hallelujah. Peter, the man with the keys to the kingdom, said, I'm going to let you be seated just a moment. Amen. He said, watch what he said with this. He says, before he started this scripture text, he says, give all diligence to this. What that means is, it means to make every effort to do what I'm about to tell you to do here. Put some thought into it. Put some effort into this. It's just not something It's just God put in there to take up space. Oh, and it wasn't by mistake. No, no, no. Amen. It's something that has value and importance to it. Amen. Put your Bibles down or whatever you got down. Amen. And let's clap our hands to the Lord. Amen. One more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We invite your presence in here, God. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. So give diligence. That's a, that's a, a King James word right here that we don't use too much. Diligence. Amen. The diligence to recognize the need to cultivate these much-needed fruits. And this is what this is. He said, these fruits of the Spirit. Amen. Thank God for the foundation of faith. I'm not trying to take anything away from faith. Amen. Without faith, the Bible said, it is impossible to please him. So we have to have that. Not trying to discount it. Not trying to take away from it. Thank God, amen, that we have faith. I'm glad that we believe that God created the world along with the sun and the moon and the stars and all the rest. I'm glad that we accept the Bible account of the very first man created in the very image of God by the hand of the Lord, out of the dust of the earth. I'm glad it just takes away, a, uh, it just takes a lot of worry and a lot of things away from us and we just accept the fact. Somebody said, if you believe that God created all of this, you believe the first few scriptures of the Bible, in the beginning God created, if you believe that, then you don't have any problem with any of the rest of the Bible. We look at that. Amen. We're trying to figure out that. People have been trying to figure that out. Amen. Uh, just take, I don't know how God did it. I don't know how, I know it said seven, six days he worked and he rested on. I don't know how long those days were. Amen. I know the sun and the moon wasn't created until the what, third or fourth day. Amen. That's how we measure time. In day one, two, and three, if we didn't know how to measure time, it could have been millions of years. I don't know. I'm not here to nail any of that down. I know some of you scholars got it all figured out. I'll, you can talk to me about it later. I don't know that, and I don't care. I just know that God did it. He had his hand on it. Amen. He created all of this. He created, And we have faith. We have faith that he did that. 
Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm not going to stay off on this. I'm doing like Brother Chad sometimes. I kind of go off, but I feel like God has a hand in me going off on these little things right here. All right? Faith to believe that God created this. Amen. You know, true scientists right now, they're figuring this guy, there's, a, there's an intel, intelligent being somewhere that it just didn't just happen. All right? Amen. It's easier for me to believe that God created all of this, ever how he did it, never how long it took him to do it. It's easier to believe that than we came from some little wiggly thing that crawled out of some place, you know, and then evolved into something else, and then it evolved into something else. Amen. You ever look at the human body? I've been cut open a couple times. Kyla always wants to see my, and I'm modest. I don't like anybody pulling my shirt up, but that's what she wants. She wants to see my scar where they cut me open. And then you cannot know very much about the human body. When they start cutting on you, then you start studying and learning and reading. And it's just an amazing thing. Amen. I just can't feel like it evolved over millions and millions and millions of years and turned out like it did. All right. Without some type of an intelligent designer that had his hand upon the, and it keeps happening over and over and over again. And this new baby that's born, I mean, it's just a miracle. Amen. It is, I said, it is a miracle. Amen. That a beautiful little sweet baby comes into this world. Amen. And it happens over and over and over again. It was not an accident, friend. And I'm so glad there's faith still in this world. In fact, when, when he comes back, that's what one scripture says, when he comes, will he find faith? Amen. Didn't say will he find holiness? Will he find righteousness? No, no, the reason he said he finds faith, if he finds faith and all the rest of that's built on that. All right? Hallelujah. Will he find faith when he gets back here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have no problem talking about faith. Hallelujah. Amen. We have no problem believing that our great God opened the Red Sea to allow his people to cross on dry ground. Amen. But we usually, here's what we do, and this is part of my point, and I'm jumping the gun here. We usually overlook the fact that those people had been in slavery for 400 years. You see, we think faith, we have faith so we can have our miracle just like that. We think we have faith so we can get that check in like right now and everything's clear to us. That's what faith is. Just, no, no, no. Sometimes faith is for that. And I'm not trying to take away miracles, amen, because it does happen. Sometimes faith just keeps you when you don't have a miracle. I know we preach faith moves the mountain. Say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And, the, and that's what the, the, the mountain will do. It has no choice. It goes to, has to jump in the lake, amen. That's what faith does. However, Faith will keep you and keep your spirit right and your attitude right and keep you showing up for church and keep you paying your tithes and keep believing in a man to preach the word of the Lord to you who is a human being just like you are in spite of the mountain still being there. And when we pray and it don't move and we, we pray and we don't get what we want and what we expect, faith, amen, will keep you, amen, during those times too. Hallelujah. So that's what he did to the Israelites. Amen. They groaned and they prayed. Amen. And the, and the sea did open up, but it took 400 years. We Pentecostals are the worst ones. The Baptists understand that better than we do. The Catholics understand that better than we do. They just live for God because he's good. 
we live for God sometimes when I care. If we don't get what we want, when we want it, then we just lose faith. Oh, well, I'm not going to that church. A preacher can prophesy something that doesn't happen, and we just totally lose confidence. We call him a false prophet. Bishop T.F. Tenney explained that he was such a deep spiritual person in a lot of ways, and he was smart. You know, he could he could back up and take a look. And and he he simply said this about a man who prophesied. He prophesied good. It didn't happen. Okay, it didn't work out. So it was just people all over the place saying he's a false prophet because he prophesied and it didn't happen. Brother Brother Tenney said, No, he's a human being. He's a human. Hallelujah. That's all he is. And he, he made this statement. It, it's a, it's a TF Tenney statement. I don't know if it's true. I never looked it up or not. But he said, there's never been a prophet that lived that didn't miss it. We think of, you don't know, Jesus was the only perfect man. What, what, are we do, what are we doing with the magnifying glass out on everybody that walks by? What are we doing criticizing everybody that don't look like us, act like us, believe like us? Listen, there's, that doesn't exist in this world. It does not. So what we have to do, amen, is get our eyes and our focus, amen, off of everything that's around us. That we're, we're, Listen, it could be right or wrong, but if we perceive it as being wrong, it doesn't have to be wrong. We just perceive it that way. Then we just, we just out with people like that. We have nothing to do with them, all right? That's silliness. That's childishness. All right? We just get our focus on Jesus. The Bible says to us, mark that perfect man. Who was that? That was the man Christ Jesus. That's the one you look at. And all the rest of this stuff, it'll do our it'll be all right. Amen. If 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 we just keep on, you know, we act like we're perfect. We you know, we look at people and act like we No, 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 no. No, if we look in the mirror, we're gonna find out that none of us are there yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's keep our faith, all right? Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, these people in Israel, they had, they, they had been under heavy taskmasters, uh, you know, for all this time. Uh, listen, this suffering went on for years before God actually did the miracle of opening up the Red Sea. I mean, it took a certain amount of faith to keep these people before the deliverance came. All right. Anybody believe that you have faith enough to keep you, amen, when the Red Sea doesn't open up or the mountain doesn't move out of the way? Hallelujah. Amen. L listen, I see a pattern, or maybe we could, maybe it's a principle in scriptures. Hebrews 11, amen, it, it just chronicles a long list of faithful followers who were patient with God's timing. I want you to keep that little thought in your mind, God's timing. Didn't the Bible, the wise man said, there is a time and a season for all things. We, we get to thinking that everything revolves around us. It's all about, no, no, it's not all about us. Amen. Listen, but, but Hebrews 11 and 6, they endured, persevered, waited, suffered as they waited for the promises and the deliverances and the interventions from God. Hallelujah. By faith, the Bible said they did. And, and they had, you know, you know, they just had a glimpse of things to come. Didn't have a full view, full vision. No, no, just had a glimpse. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews 11 and 13, watch what it said. It's a faith chapter now. They all died in faith. Oh, wait a minute. I thought if you had faith, you know, you didn't die. <laughs> 
No, you just, you know, you just like Superman or Superwoman or somebody because you got faith. No, they all died in faith, not having the promise, amen, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. That's a little key right there. Amen. We're just pilgrims. We're just passing through this place. Amen. We're not going to drive the tent stakes in too deep. Amen. Because we got to move on from this place. Hallelujah. They did not complain about not having it all. They labored faithfully as they trusted God. Hallelujah. Amen. Add to your faith temperance and patience. Patience is a, is a fruit uh, of temperance if you study that. Uh, it's only after we have developed temperance, amen. In other words, temperance is simply self-control, amen. Only then can we truly be patient, amen. Let me help some of us right here. Temperance and patience will be received as we learn to properly respond to experiences in everyday life, amen. What was it, Peter, that says, think it not strange, when the fiery trials and the darts come as though some strange thing. Listen, everybody gets an electric bill. You're not the only one. Everybody has pain sooner or later. Everybody struggles with this or that. I mentioned it here the other night. Listen, have you ever been with people who if somebody pulls out from in front of them and they have to lift their foot off the, they don't even have to put their foot on the brake. It's not even that close. They just have to lift their foot off the gas. Then it messes their day up, their whole day as they're still griping about it. I, I, I like to give that kind of things like 10 seconds. I've got more important things to dwell on and think about, things that might be a little more productive than griping about how goofy and how crazy that person is. We don't even know that person. And guess what? You've pulled out in front of people too. <laughs> you just misjudge the speed or the time or the distance. And you just, oh, wow, I didn't know that person. It all happened. But, but some people, when things go wrong or that what they feel like goes wrong, it just, it just messes. They can, can't let go of it. And just it just and you know what I've been the passenger with people who drive like that, and I'm like, could we like change the subject? You know, it's a great day out, and you know we didn't hit the person, and they didn't pull a gun out and shoot us, and you know it's just fantastic day. Let's let's don't give that. There's people who do that. They 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 they, they build things around them, and they can't get out of it, and and uh, but these things happen to everybody. It's not what happens or if things happen to you. It's how you respond to it and how you deal with it. Can we just move on? Amen. There's things that are more productive that we can put our time and our effort in. Somebody's going to do you wrong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, I, what I'm getting at is simply this. If we can get this temperance Amen. Added to our faith. And there's people that shout all over the place. And then walk out at the church. And, and listen, if you get in the grocery line and somebody breaks in line in front of you, again, it's like the car. It's just like it just goes on and on. And you can make a big, huge deal out of it. You know what? You know what the best feeling? The devil don't want us to know this. The flesh loves 
you know, to just drag these things in the mud forever and ever. But you know what's good? And I did it the other day. I had Laura. We ran out to the food line, you know, picked up some things. And there's a lady coming. And we had a pile of stuff in the basket, you know. And here's this lady coming with like two things, Brother Ruck. And I'm like, ma'am, are you ready to check out? She said, yes, I am. I said, go right here. And she said, a smile came on her face. You've done it before. I hope. I hope you have. <laughs> I mean, I've got this basket full of things here. You know, and you've got two, you just go right ahead. It probably made her, and I'm going to tell you what it did. It was such a good feeling that came to me. And I picked at her. I said, now I've done my good deed today. Good little conversation starter. You know, the, the enemy hates for us to do that. It set me back for probably about 30 seconds. Look at the time I wasted. I'm not letting her get it. Hey, go quick. Don't let her get it. This is our spot in line. Hallelujah. Temperance. Let's just add that to all this shouting, tongue-talking, holy roller, I'm right and you wrong kind of a spirit. Hallelujah. I've made this statement for years. Amen. Came from somebody else. I would rather, I'd rather lose the argument. That's why I'm not going to argue with you very much. I'd rather lose the argument and win a friend. But there's some folks, they don't care if they drive you out the door. They don't care if they drive you out of their life just so they win. I'm going to prove to everybody that I am right. Who cares about some of these goofy arguments that we start? Who cares? Is anybody, you know, I was telling Brother Jason, we knew a guy, and I'm bringing him up every once. Never forget the guy. I could call his name, but out of respect, he's dead. I, won't, I, I would, won't call his name. But he was called down in our home, the walking Bible. The guy could quote scriptures backwards and forwards. And I'm going to tell you what he would do. He would look down on you. I'm thinking, people with, somebody with that much word of God in their head, they all at least know how to respect another human being. I, maybe because I was just a young, struggling little preacher trying to come along and, and, and get an opportunity to, to preach to somebody. And I'm just going to meet this guy. I'd heard all about him. And, and he was so confrontational to me and, you know, belittled to me. And so many didn't come out and say a lot of ugly, ugly things. But the spirit of him, you know, he just looked down on me. And I was just a young whippersnapper, you know, still wet behind the ears. And he, I didn't know one thing. And I, he was probably right. But he didn't need to stand over me like that and question me about how many scriptures I could quote. And do you know this? And he could go back. He was gifted from God, Sister High End, to have that kind of a mind. I wasn't gifted that way. If I got a B in a, in a, in a high school test, I was just as happy as I could be. Now, Sister Melissa now, she didn't get an A+. plus. She would go to the office and look at them right in the eye and wonder why she didn't get an A+. plus. I was just happy to get a B. <laughs> it's passing. I'm getting, that's probably not good. It probably wasn't right. Amen. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot like that. What about all the rest of you? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Am I way out on a limb off of the left field and right field or somewhere? I need to get back in the center. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want what God wants. And to do that, I've got to treat you right. I've got to be nice to you. 
I got to give you some kind of credit. You know, somebody said, man, he was just preaching over there. Man, they don't love God. They don't want to, they don't want the word of God. They don't. I said, listen. And he was talking about a congregation. And I said, think about it. They got up this morning. They fought the same devils you did and the same flesh. And my flesh lately is just yelling and my bones are creaking and I'm hurting in the new. My wife and I, we have a good time. We just, what else can you do? You know, we just like, we laugh about it. Well, we're hurting now. Like, oh, yeah, my leg's hurting. You know, well, it's my right leg. Well, my knee. You know, Brother Solomon, you don't, you're too young to know about that. <laughs> but it's a tr- you can dwell on that if you want. I'm not. I just takes me a little longer to get up and stretch. I just don't jump and take out like I used to. Amen. But folks, listen, we, we have to give honor and bless. So here's what I did. I said, no, no, no. I said, those people got up. They're at church. That's a sign right there that they have some faith and they want to mingle with the, God's good people and their, their appetite may not be like yours and like you want them to have it. I, I, I visit a guy pretty regular. He's, he's down on so many words, how dumb everybody is in church. They don't know the word of the Lord. They don't know the word of, you know, and he was, and he, he's pretty straight with me until finally I get enough of it. I said, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Because people that take communion and, you know, he just offended when people, and he hadn't been here in, in quite a while. <laughs> Some of y'all figure out who I'm talking about. You know, I have to be careful here. Uh, but, but, you know, they don't have you know, they don't have a right to be there because you, don't, you eat and drink, you know, the blood and the flesh of the Lord unworthily. You eat and drink damnation to your soul. You, you know, you gotta, and I understand that. But you know what? To be judgmental about everybody that comes down that aisle and takes the communion. And that's what he does. You know, listen, it's the lamb that has to be perfect. Think about that with me. And I've preached it the last two or three times on communion. It, nowhere in the Bible did Israel have to become perfect, and that's what it's all a type of, to take that, you know, give that sacrifice, all right? Amen. But the priests, the high, they had to go out in the flock and pick a perfect lamb. They searched for a perfect lamb. That represents Jesus Christ. We have Jesus Christ, amen. He is the only thing that has to be perfect. Yes, we have to repent. Yes, we have to get our our heart and our soul right with God the best as we can, all right? But for me to stand back and judge everybody that walks down that aisle and takes that wine and that bread, that's a spirit, folks. That is, you can call it an attitude if you want. It's okay, amen. I call it a spirit that we don't need. Hallelujah. So add patience. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to do here, amen, throughout all of this is to get God's people, us, off of the highs and the lows. Listen, listen, listen. It's a roller coaster that we're on. If things are going good and the money's coming in and we feel good, we are just, God is just wonderful. But you think God changes when we get, you know, when we hurt in our body, when we run out of money, you think God quit being God? No. He's still God. He still loves his people. Hallelujah. He's still not willing that any should perish. 
Listen, listen, the puzzle hadn't been put together yet. There's a lot more pieces to go in. So you can't form an opinion now about this, amen, about how it is, amen. Hallelujah, amen. The, the, the highs and the lows, the good and the bad, the sickness and the health, it happens to all of us. Hebrews 10.36, for we have need of patience. Need of patience. This is, this is the chapter before the faith chapter. That Watch this, that after we have done the will of God, we might receive the promise. Amen. It hasn't happened yet, but you just keep having faith. What you do is you keep having faith in God. That's all right. We're taking time out for the babies. It's all right. Church is growing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody get frustrated with the babies too much? I rebuke you right now. <laughs> we got to have patience with our babies. Hey, and, and our moms that's taking care of the babies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now, now what, you know, this receiving this, you know, these things from God, these, it seems like extra things. If it, you know, it will get us off, you know, of the roller coaster. Now, we claim to be believers, but issues in certain situations can, you know, I'm aware of this. Just knock the props out from under us. Amen. Now, for us to be witnesses that God intends for us to be, I mean, I mean, uh, we have to get off the roller coaster. You, you, you can't be up and feeling good one day, and then the next day be down to the bottom part of where the roller coaster goes. Listen, our neighbors deserve to see better. They see enough discord. They see enough confusion in this world that we, if you don't believe it, just turn the news on. And I'm gonna tell you what. I get sick of the news. I, I believe that we ought to keep up with what's going on in the world. I, you know, that's part of being an adult. You better be careful who you listen to. Amen. It's about right down the middle, this one against this one, and it'll be politicized for or against whatever they believe or don't believe. All right? You, you better be an adult and take all that in and understand something. Hallelujah. Listen, there's so, much, there's so much stuff that's going on in Washington. And somebody said, you know where all liars go? Don't say, yeah, they go to Washington. <laughs> all liars go. Listen, it, it's so much. I, I think they've made deals with each other. They, they literally have uncovered stuff that's been going on for decades. Stuff that's wrong. Stuff that's illegal. And everybody knows it's illegal. It's just been brought out, you know, discovered. You know, who gets person? You know, no nobody gets sent to jail unless it's just some fringe person. People right in the middle of all that. You know what I think right now? When a when a big person way up in office, senators and 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 people like that, they you know what? They say, okay, you know, I, you got me, but I remember some stuff on you. They know stuff on each other, and it's all kind of hung up right here, both sides of the aisle, folks. So don't get, don't get caught up in my side and your side. You know what it does? It does one thing. It does it well. It causes division. Everything that this church preaches against 
Amen. That's what it causes. Amen. Separation, and that's what it'll do. It will separate you from your family. It'll separate you from your church. Listen, yes, we're going to have different ideas about things, but we ought to. That's what makes us human. We think different, look at things. That's just okay. We have the liberty and the right to do that. And by the way, my wife and I, we went and voted early yesterday. Hallelujah. My little sticker fell off before I even got to the restaurant where I bought bought. <laughs> my wife said, your sticker's gone. I was so proud. I voted early. all people who oppose me and that's what and I think the Lord probably just reached down and pulled that off yeah, yeah just pull that off yeah. hallelujah amen you know what brother Brian I'm going to need to be quitting here quick alright I need to stop I'm not doing much good here y'all got the point hallelujah amen what our world really needs to see in this chaotic troubled planet that we live in amen needs to see virtue knowledge temperance godliness they don't see much of that two people smiling at each other shaking hands with each other hallelujah hallelujah Webster defines just in case you don't know patience Webster says bearing pains or trials calmly without complaint I need that. I mean, you talk about, amen, Brother Thompson, you talk about preacher preaching to you. I, I just, when I read those scriptures, I preach to myself. I'm like, wow, boy, I need that. If I'm honest with myself, hallelujah. Think about the pain, the suffering, and loss caused when people did not live with patience. Just, just, just give you a, a flip side here, just, just real quick. Abraham did not wait for the promised child. You know the story. He intervened. He, he, he wanted to assist God. Let me tell you something right now. God don't need no help. Sarah, you're going to have a child. No, no. You know, just in case you don't know, there's new people here. Sarah, you're going to have a baby. No, Sarah, Sarah is barren. Never had a child, couldn't have her. Have her. Plus, she was 90 years old. And God said, Abraham and Sarah, you're going, wait, Abraham got to, you know what? This human carnal mind, once it gets loose, and it's kind of God's fault because he created us in his own image. He gave us reasoning power. This is not reasonable that God really meant. I know that's what he said, Brother Jerry, but that's not, he couldn't have meant that, you know, smart as God is. No, 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 God did mean that. That's how we think. Hallelujah. So he suggests to Sarah, or she suggested, because she was in on it too. I love the part. <laughs> I love the part when the angel came back. And the angel, you don't mess with God. And the angel said, Sarah, you laughed. She was behind the curtain when the angel spoke that. That was God, because see, God the Father doesn't have a body. Remember that? We're one God people. You know, God's a spirit. So God came in angels and whatnot, okay. When God spoke that through that angel, said, you're going to have a child. He said, you laughed, Sarah. She said, no, I didn't. He said, yes, you did. <laughs> you ever get in an argument with somebody like that? You know, sometimes you can just shut people down. Like, no, he said, no, 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 yes, you did. You laughed. Didn't have faith in that. 
So that when you don't have faith, guess what? You switch to alternatives. Human, carnal, reasoning. Oh, we'll just do this. So take the handmaiden. And that wasn't something that just wasn't, didn't take place back in those days. You know, and so they had a, a son, Abraham, and the handmaiden. Had Ishmael. You know what? Ishmael, those people over there, amen, they fought, they fought in the camp. Ishmael was about 12 or 13 when the baby was born, when the real baby came along. Isaac made fun of him. You know, the world still makes fun of the church. <laughs> still laughs. At it. When it was born, they laughed. said, these men are drunk with new wine. That's what carnality does. Don't know the will of God when it does come along. Amen. But that is a divided nation. Amen. And they're still fighting. And they have been for thousands. That, that's what happened to Abraham. That's, and that is a type. Remember, he's the father of the faithful. Amen. When we take things in our own hands, when we don't pray through this carnality and get victory over our human nature and our human reasoning, these are things that happen. Amen. Ishmael's birth was the beginning of a people who perpetually warred against the descendants of Isaac, the son of promise. Hallelujah. Listen, here's another one. Saul, remember King Saul offered sacrifices rather than waiting on Samuel. Samuel told him to wait. But Saul decided just to go ahead and do it. I can do it. I've seen the preacher do this. I can just do that. Listen, this impatience, this act of impatience cost him both his standing with God and with the nation. Amen. He lost his job as king right there. Amen. Amen. Number three, because of their impatience, the Israelites grumbled against Moses in the wilderness. Listen, that's the opposite of patience, impatience. I use that word on purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. Israelites grumbled against Moses in the wilderness, which was a major cause of the people's wandering for 40 years. On the other hand, consider the great result of those who patiently endured difficult circumstance preaching to us right now Job was patient in tribulation James wrote about it in the 5th chapter and 11th verse amen and then the Bible said his end the latter end was greater than the beginning because of what because of his patience not because of his faith but because he patiently waited let's look at Noah Noah's another case here he patiently built the ark in obedience to God. 1 Peter 3.20 talks about it. Amen. It became, listen, it became his means of deliverance from the great flood. It didn't happen overnight. What, 120 years of being mocked at, looked down on, criticized. Amen. But he just continued the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus commanded his disciples to tarry for power from on high. And they obediently and patiently waited for the promise of the Father. Let's all stand together right now. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm asking God. I'm asking God along with our faith. Amen. Lord, to give us patience. And I know that's dangerous. Somebody says, don't ever pray for patience. You, what you'll get is trouble. You'll get tribulation. Because that's what that's what creates and helps build our patience. And I'm saying, God, somehow or other, we've got to get this. I'm not asking for another test. I'm not asking for another trial. But God, 
we have to have this added to us. Hallelujah. Consequently, they received the Holy Ghost because they waited, because they tarried patiently. Hallelujah. And they personally experienced the birth of the New Testament church. Oh, hallelujah. In a nutshell, here's what I'm saying. Amen. Keep holding on. Your day's coming. Some of you need a miracle. Some of you need help. Amen. Don't give up. Don't quit. Amen. Be patient. Hallelujah. I close with this thought. We look at a person that's in trouble, maybe in jail, maybe in deep debt. Amen. Maybe an angry person. That's, that's the result of some of that. Hallelujah. We think of, and, it, and it's, it's, it's right thinking to think what, what kind of environment this person was brought up in. I can think of some right now. Amen. I won't call any names. Amen. What, what shaped him or her? I mean, for that for this person to become who they are and what they are. If our thinking is not right, we can't possibly see our way out of this hole. Hallelujah. Because we're gonna find ourselves in a hole sooner or later. But if our if we've been molded and we've been shaped by the thinking of the world. Just quit. Just give up. Oh, just get a divorce. That's just a, 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 that's just a quick fix. I still got problems with microwave ovens. I know some, once in a while I get something that's cooked in the microwave. Well, you know, it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. But most things taste like they came at, was cooked in a microwave. Some things you can't do quick. Some things you shouldn't do quick. I know it's all about quick and now, but that's flowed over into everything. Some of y'all in a test and a trial of your life right now, and it's not happening quick. Certainly not as quick as you want it to. But but I'm begging you right now, you just hold on to the promises of God. You be patient. Amen. With the wonderful things God promised every one of us. It, it, it's going to pay off. Amen. It's going to prove that we really do have true faith. It's, when I see somebody shouting and dancing, that's a good thing. That's, just, that's our emotion. We feel brave. That doesn't prove to me that they have very strong, deep faith, though. But when a person lives right and keeps the right spirit and treats people right and good in spite of what they're going through, and in, even in the midst of that, my friend, amen, is deep-seated faith. Hallelujah. Amen. And maybe even some patience that they've received along the way in there. Oh, feel the Holy Ghost. Feel the Holy Ghost. Could we allow, could we allow right now before I just dismiss us, and get, could we allow a, a moment or two here for the Spirit to work? Listen. Listen, if it gets into your, your, your mind, amen, get the thinking right. Hallelujah. You can get out of this hole that you're in. You can get out of this prison and these shackles that have you bound. That There is hope. There is a way. Hallelujah. And I want you to receive that right now in Jesus' name. 
He said he would make a way for us. Hallelujah. He said he would make a way for us. Just a moment or two in Jesus' name. We ought to give thanks. Let his spirit move on you. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We receive God. This world with all the hate and strife and division will mold and form a person, amen, of despair, trouble, hallelujah. And that's, that's how it works. Who you keep company with, those you listen to, will make you into what they want you to be. However, we witness people who have been brought up in the worst possible environments but somehow with the help of God they dig themselves out from under the deep rubble amen I said they dig themselves it's because it starts somewhere in here amen there's that hope there's that maybe there's that it might be hey they might have a pink donut so I'm not giving up listen it it can happen. I'm talking about the good things, the powerful things, the great things, the awesome things. I said it can happen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Let's worship him just for a few moments. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail. If you'd like to come to this altar, it's open. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail. Because your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your this is my confidence you've never can we just make that our prayer this morning god your promises still stand this is your faithfulness faithfulness i'm still in your hands this is my confidence you've never no matter how long it takes, Jesus. God, we're going to wait on you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just 
begin to continue to worship God. Amen. He's in this house this morning. Jesus, we worship you, God. We love you, Lord. Jesus, thank you for your presence this morning, God. Thank you for your word, Jesus. Hallelujah, we sing. mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again you made a way where there was no way and I believe I'll see you do it again you seen you move you move the mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again you made a way where there was no way, and I believe, Jesus, I'll see you do it again. I've seen you move, you move the mountains, and I believe, I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way, and I believe, I'll see you do it again. I've seen you move. Move the mountains, and I believe, Jesus, I see you do it. You made a way, Jesus, where there was no way, and I believe, thank you, I see you do it again. I see you move, you move the mountains, and I believe, I see you do it again. You made a way. Where there was no way, and I believe I'll see you do it again. I've seen you move. God, when you decide to move, God, in the name of Jesus, God, I'm gonna lay hold to you, Jesus. Because you've already made the way, God. 